Lecture topic. Advices of Luqman Hakim, Ramatullah Alai. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, he was a father to a salamu'ala, Ibadi Hiladina Stoffa. Amma Badu Faru, the Billahi in a shaytan, a rajimi, Bismillahi Rahman, a rahim. وإذ قال لقمان لابنه وهو يعظه يا بني لا تشرك بالله إن الشرك لظلم عظيم صدق الله العظيم and mentioned on the note of the wisdom Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا لُقْمَانَ الْحِكْمَةِ He is very well known for the various advices that he gave his son some of which Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran Sharif and many others are in the books of Hadith Sharif On one occasion he said to his son that out of the many many advices that I gave you over time, 4,000 I'm summarizing it and selecting four out of the lot today to highlight to you four aspects that should be held very close to your heart and made part of your life. Every one of these advices are very very deep but yet very simple very simple in its words very simple to understand in terms of the meaning literally of what is being said but to really bring this into one's life fully it takes almost a lifetime some of these things might take almost a lifetime but that too will only happen if a person has the determination to try and bring these aspects in his life and if he makes the effort, inshallah, with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, maybe in a very short time too he'll get there. But very often these things are given very little attention or maybe no attention to. The reason being that our concept of piety is confined to just a few things. That if a person has these few aspects in his life, then he's accomplished, he's done. He doesn't need to make any effort on anything further. Whereas deen is not something that's selective. Deen pertains to every aspect of a person's life. There are things pertaining to his external self. There are things pertaining to his internal self. His zahir and his batin. There are things related to his actions. Also the ahkam and commands of Allah Ta'ala related to what he speaks, his words. Related to how he looks at things and what he looks at. And every facet of his life, because he has to completely submit himself to Allah Ta'ala. We belong to Allah Ta'ala and we will return to Allah Ta'ala. When a person passes away, then we utter the words, but we seldom reflect on what we are saying. It is sunnah. To recite this on the time of any musibat, inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'oon, that to Allah alone do we belong, and to Him do we return. So now when 
to Allah alone do we belong, then everything of ours belongs to Allah Ta'ala. And therefore we have to submit everything to Allah Ta'ala. So in this regard, these advices are to be understood. These are things that have been discussed on previous occasions. The lesson is, nevertheless for every day. So the revision is required for myself, for all of us, to now reflect how much we have brought these things in our hearts and in our lives. So in any case, he said to him, that إِذَا كُنْتَ فِي مَجَالِسِ النَّاسِ فَحْفَظْ لِسَانَكَ Top of the list, number one, he said to him, when you are with people, then be careful about what you speak. Now in that time, the only opportunity of saying something was in the company of people. Now a person is speaking in privacy also, he's sitting alone, but his fingers are doing the speaking. Through all the messages that he's sending all over, from one corner of the world to the next, that too is part of the speaking. So this too is an extension of the tongue. So he says when you are in the company of people, watch your words. Because the words that a person speaks don't just fizzle out in thin air. مَا يَلْفِذُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ عَتِيدٌ Allah Ta'ala says whatever is spoken, it is being recorded. The angels are ready to take it down. So a person thinks that he spoke some, saw it somebody and some vulgarity came out of his tongue. So what? It's not so what, on the day of Qiyamah then we realize that what really happened and how serious it is when all the person's amal will get drained out through these things. His salah, his sadaqah, his fasting and many other good deeds will get drained out through the wrongs that he has done to people. Hazrat Mawabrarul Haqsa, very very great personality of our recent past passed away some 15-20 years ago. So he was once traveling in Makkah Mukarramah and it was a very hot day and many others were in the car with him but that car was not cooling down. They had the air conditioner on, it was not cooling down. So he asked the driver, is it not working? He says, no, it's working. He says, but why is the car not cooling down? So it was a big vehicle, perhaps they checked in the back one window was left open. So he said, well actually the window now we need to close it, otherwise all this coolness will all keep disappearing. So this is the lesson that the Ahlullah gave us in everything. So he immediately took a lesson from this and shared it with those present with him. He said, look, take a lesson from this. That we do a lot of good things, we perform salah, we keep fast, we do many other good amal, but we fail to close our windows. We fail to close the window of our tongues from speaking evil, lying, backbiting, swearing, talking obscenity. We don't close the window of our tongue. As a result, all that coolness that is being generated by the air condition of amal, that benefit to the iman, that strength of iman that comes through amal, is all getting lost through the sins of the tongue. And likewise, we don't close the windows of our eyes, we don't close the windows of our ears, to looking at haram, to listening to haram. So the benefit of all the amal and the nur is all drained out of these. So a person is doing a lot of good deeds, but his heart is just as empty. And it is still in so much of zulmat and darkness. So likewise, a person, mashallah, does a lot of good deeds, but on the day of qiyamah, he'll lose the rewards through what he did with his tongue. What he spoke. How he spoke to people, what he spoke. 
And on the day of Qiyamah now, when his reward will get dished out to those who he met, he had harmed with his words. They will take away his salah, they'll take away his sadaqah, take away his hajj and umrah, and Allah knows this, what else. So therefore he's giving us this lesson and highlighting this, إِذَا كُنْتَ فِي مَجَالِسِ النَّاسِ فَحْفَظْ لِسَانَكْ Because a person slips more with his tongue than anything else. And a person is generally more careless with his tongue than anything else. Because it's all the time, the person is speaking almost all day. And now even when he's not with anybody, he's still speaking through all those messages. And then if it is haram messages, that's already gone completely. That is draining everything out. So in any case, this is a very, very crucial aspect in a mu'min's life. What he speaks, how he speaks. The Hadith Sharif, Nabi Karim says, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir. Highlighting that this is the dictates of Iman. The one who has Iman in Allah in the last day. And this is a very the fundamental aspect in a mu'min's life. His consciousness of akhirat. His Iman is there. Now there's consciousness of akhirat, there's consciousness of accountability. Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir. There's a day of judgment coming. It's not that everything will be finished off here. So Nabi Islam says, if he has that Iman in Allah and the last day, he's conscious of Akhirat accountability, then فَلْيَقُلْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لِيَسْمُدْ Then say something good, otherwise keep quiet. Otherwise keep quiet, you'll be safe. The one who keeps quiet, he'll be safe from many, many things. Either there's something positive to say, something that will help somebody, something will cheer somebody up, somebody that, something that will raise somebody's spirits, make somebody feel comfortable, somebody will get encouraged towards deen, talk something that will be positive, something that will be beneficial, otherwise rather keep quiet. Because it might seem like it all fizzles out here, but then it will come to bite back in the akhirat when it's too late to do anything about it. And Allah forbid if we have trespassed this line, we have already caused harm to people with our words, already hurt people, what not has happened, and we should make amends while that life is still there. Before we go on, make amends, ask people's forgiveness, rectify the situation, otherwise it is too late for later on. So in any case, this was the first message and lesson he gave to him, that when you are with people, then be careful about your words. Beware of what you speak. Think before speaking. Then the second advice he gave, When you are in the homes of people, guard your gaze. That was perhaps in that time and age, when that was the only place where something of this nature may have happened, perhaps, that otherwise there was a very great amount of care, of farda, etc. But in small little homes, everything is in that one small little room. As a guest in somebody's home, there's a chance that something might get compromised. And you might see somebody's wife, daughter, whatever. So be careful about your gaze. In people's homes, obviously there is no restriction of this in any case. And in this time and age, anywhere and everywhere the same thing applies. The importance of guarding the gaze. And this is the fitna of the time, with all the nudity and filth and evil that is on everywhere, and on top of that in every hand, 
the smartphone, which is shaitan's smartest tool of the time, and the amount of havoc this is causing in the lives of people, and the, the, the assault that happens on the heart, directly on the heart, through the evil that is watched, it completely almost kills the spirit of Iman. That a person who gets indulged, starts indulging in watching evil and filth and haram on his, whether it's phone or whatever device it might be, or wherever it might be, whether it is out on the streets or anywhere, and does not guard his gaze from looking at evil, then it kills that spiritual, the spirit of Iman and the spiritual drive that is in a person, and there's no drive anymore for righteousness, for good deeds, and whatever good deeds do take place also happen lifelessly. Because the spiritual life is dead. The salah happens just as a routine because it's happening. And if a person is doing something else, some effort of deen, whatever else, just happens like a routine because it is happening. But whether there's anything happening within the heart through that, whatever happened the same day is all killed again. Whatever little flame came alive is already extinguished before the next night, before the next day. With the harm of not guarding the gaze. And then because the gaze is not guarded, so that is a stepping stone to other evils. One evil leads to another. And then that leads to all the kinds of major problems that come in society. But the root of it, Allah Ta'ala put the barrier on the very root of it. Say to the believing men to lower their gazes, protect it from haram, protect it from looking at what Allah has forbidden. This is the stepping stone and this is the safeguard of their chastity. And they must protect their chastity. Allah Ta'ala separately addresses the woman with the same command in the next ayat. The things that people find excuses for themselves, well, this was something that just happened by chance and something just popped up onto the screen. These excuses won't stand on the day of Qiyamah. And when one thing leads to another and things crash around us, that too won't be any excuse for us. Therefore, the effort has to be made to guard the gaze. And this does not happen without the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Like the tongue also, without the consciousness of Akhirat, the consciousness of accountability, the consciousness that whatever I am speaking, Allah is hearing. Likewise, without the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, what I am looking at, Allah is watching me. Where my eyes are looking, Allah is watching my eyes. Allah is aware. I can hide from people, but I can't hide from Allah Ta'ala. Now, one is the indulgence in the haram, and then the very devices themselves have become like tentacles that have grabbed people in, their tent, in his tentacles all the time. Productive time, hours and hours of productive time is lost just in browsing this and that and the other. And a person has got no time for himself, for his deen, he's got no time for his family, he's got no time for his children, he's got no time at eating time also, he's caught up in the same thing that is eating him up. 
and a sleeping time that has taken away his sleep. Now this life is just going around in that same cycle and then one damage after the other, one harm after the other. That addiction just grabs the person. Then one thing leads to another, then the haram, watching all the haram starts. This is a very, very serious problem which we need to take steps to remedy. We need to take advice from people who will be able to give us the correct advice to guide us out of these serious problems. Otherwise it starts damaging everything around us. When things have fallen apart, now we want to pick up the pieces when it's too late. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So the second aspect he mentioned, The third aspect he said, وَإِذَا كُنْتَ فِي When you're in your salah, then look after your heart. But in order to be able to guard the heart in salah, we'll have to guard the gaze outside salah also. Guard the heart and mind also outside salah, from deliberately engaging in all evil thoughts. Any waswasa to dismiss it immediately. And to keep the heart clean from deliberately engaging in anything evil and filth. And likewise, not to keep the heart just engaged in dunya non-stop. What is a person's needs? By all means. But keep the heart engaged in some zikr, some remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, every now and again, consciously remembering Allah Ta'ala. That will help to keep the heart in salah. So that salah will become a salah. And that salah will become, inna salata tanha anil fahsha'i wal munkar. That salah, it prevents a person from all kinds of vice and sin and lewd and evil things when that salah has become a salah in reality then that salah will become the barrier then become the protection so this was the lesson that he gave that when you are in salah look after your heart meaning make that salah filled with khushu and khudu and perform the salah correctly with all its adab and etiquette then that salah will become a salah that will help a person at every step in life in guiding and then the fourth aspect he mentioned, وَإِذَا كُنْتَ عَلَى الْمَاءِذَا فَحْفَزْ بَطْنَكَ When you are sitting to eat, then guard your stomach. Meaning eat according to your need. Eat what is right. Beware of eating anything that is not permissible, haram. Be careful about anything doubtful as well. And then eat according to your need. Eat according to what is required, not what is, not according to greed. Because that is, among the things that harms one's health also and harms one's spirituality as well. And thereafter he said, I'm adding something for you as well. Two things he added. He said, this truth. One aspect is, don't ever remember your favors to people. And don't ever remember people's ill treatment to you. Don't remember your favors to people. You did that favor, but you did it for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has rewarded you already. So don't spoil that reward. Don't destroy the reward of that good that you did by reminding of the favors and by remembering it. Now you remember it, you're going to remind about it somewhere. And then don't remember people's ill treatment to you. It was done, it's over, it's gone. And if you forgave it, you forgave it for Allah Ta'ala. Forget about it. You got the reward of forgiveness, of forgiving. So now don't carry this baggage on your head. Don't walk around with this weight. Only you harming yourself, nothing else. And then he said, don't ever forget death and don't ever forget Allah Ta'ala and don't forget death. If you don't forget Allah Ta'ala, then this will keep you in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And if you don't forget death, it will save you from sin, inshallah.
these were the advices that he gave, these advices are for us. If we hold on to this, inshallah, this will become a guide for us in life. Allah wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.